Welcome back, everyone. My name is Tiffany, and this is the They Didn't Tell You podcast. I can be found on Instagram at Legally Black. That's my personal page. Or you can follow the podcast at They Didn't Tell You Zero. We are here for episode number three, They Didn't Tell You About the Importance of Support in Our 30s. Now listen, I know the topic itself itself doesn't sound too thrilling, doesn't sound like a whole lot of fun, but as I mentioned in my very first episode, I believe, I'm all about helping people. And so some of the subjects aren't necessarily going to be all fun and games. It's really going to be some content in here that's meant to help people um, and give us information and, and help us build new skills and help us help other people build new skills. I'm trying to build a village here, y'all. And y'all are, and everyone who listens and everyone who shares is a part of that village. So bear with me. But also understand that I have some shit for us to talk about, too. Some things we're going to keep key about. Like on a scale from one to Sharkeisha, trust. I got some Sharkeisha shit. Slow and steady wins the race. So we're going to get there. But right now, (laughs) I want to talk about how we can actually have support, show support. What does that look like and how does it show up in our lives in our 30s? And I'm going to keep this episode pretty short. So I'm only going to talk about a few of the ways that came to mind. And then hopefully you'll engage with me on social media, on Instagram, and give me another list so that we can just create a, a, a live list or a, what, do they, what do they call it? Like a living document, but a living social media post comment list of information so that other people could, other people can always come back and reference to it. So a couple of days ago on Instagram, I was strolling through those IG streets like I typically am. And I came across a page called Cool Urban Hippie. And he made a post and it said, get yourself an incredible support system in your 30s because these 30s ain't nothing to play with. And as soon as I read it, I was like, I mean, duh. Yes. Important. Absolutely. And his caption really talked a lot about friends and friendships and the type of friends you need to have around you, not the ones who just are here for shits and giggles, for fun and drinks and all the cool shit. The ones who are going to be real with you, keep be upfront with you and tell you the truth at all times. And then I wanted to take it a step further. And I said, you know, what other forms of support do we really need in our 30s outside of our friends? Because that's great. But some of us are venturing off into different avenues where we're needing support that won't and can't come just for my friends. So before I get all, before I get started, I want to make it clear that I'm making this episode for my 20 somethings as well. I want you to pen and paper, open up your phone, take notes, ask yourself some, some hard questions about what support you really feel like you need right now. And where do you see yourself needing support in the future? I don't think we, we thought that much. I know I didn't think that much about needing support in that way in my twenties. I know that no one really discussed this with me about how to gain support and some of the ways that I would need it in the future. I didn't know what way that I would eventually need it. And now that I know I'm kind of like, damn, Maybe the folks who, maybe some of y'all who are in your 20s are already, y'all already got it together because y'all grow, grew up in the technology era. And a lot of us are still learning a lot of the tricks that comes with being social media savvy. So I'm making this for y'all. And then I'm additionally making this for our 30-somethings. 
right? Because it's about us at the end of the day. But I want us to really think about how are we really helping people? How are we helping our peers? And how are we helping the next generation come up? Because if we are only sitting here focused and worried about ourselves and not worried about those who are to come and pave the way, I feel like we're really failing. If you really think about it, the upcoming upcoming generation, those who are in their 20s, those who are in their teens, those, those are going to be the very people who are going to be teaching and leading our children. So if we are not literally reaching back and helping them along the way, we can't be surprised when, you know, people fall short and we're like, damn, why are they not moving like this? Or why did nobody tell them that? Because you didn't do it. So if you're not going to help, we can't complain. So I'm saying all that to say, one of the first areas of support that I know I was looking for, or maybe I was hoping for and nervous about was support from my family. And it wasn't just support with regards to my podcast, it was honestly support with regards to me wanting to switch careers. Now, I'm going to do whatever I want at the end of the day because I'm an adult and I feel as though I make sound judgment calls these days. These, you know, this past year or so, I've been making good judgment calls for myself, but it, it feels good to know that you have the backing of your family. And for those who don't have it, who don't have support of family members, I know it could feel really shitty to not have that. And so now, in in recognizing that I do have it, I want to acknowledge how important it is and how we need to celebrate that because not many people get it. And so I remember a few, uh, maybe yesterday I was talking to my mom when I was trying to work on this episode and I was asking her if she heard the second one. I was like kind of cringing because y'all heard the second episode. <laughs> if you if you heard it, you know why I'm cringing. And my mom was just like, what's going on? Is it is it a lot of cursing in it? I'm like, sis, you already know plenty of cursing in it. You know me. And you know, she started making all these different jokes about it. And my dad was just like, well, how do I get it? Like, I don't really know much about this, Tiffany. I don't know where I can find the link to do X, Y, and Z. And I was like, you know what? Y'all don't worry. I'm going to text y'all the link. Dad, you got an Android? Click on this. Mom, you got an Apple phone? Click on that. And I was just like, my parents really want to tune in and listen to me. And they've been listening to me my entire life. Like, y'all not tired of it yet? I'm at my parents' house too, so y'all gonna hear a lot of <laughs> people walking up and down the steps. So bear with me. Um, so you know, you start to think about the way that they're I start to think about, like, damn, my parents really wanna support me. They really wanna hold me down and wanna hear what I have to say and hear what I'm talking about. And that's my dog. Y'all, this is about to be hard. This is going to be a tough one. This is going to be a tough one. Um, they really want to hear what it is that I have to say. And that really gave me the motivation to continue to move forward and to continue to press on. And I think at that moment, I realized like, yeah, I know I, I'm, I'm confident in what I'm doing, but having support from the people that you love the most, that means everything to me. My sister, my brother, 
are also tuned in and listening in each and every week. And that means everything to me. And I say, if you have, and if you're fortunate enough to have your family backing you as is, not coming to you, trying to change what it is that you're doing, unless they're trying to improve it and not make it in their own image. I mean, if you have that, I mean, you're lucky. I feel lucky. And if you don't, I can understand why so why some things may feel a little bit difficult or why you feel the need and the drive to push a bit harder because you're not getting that from your family. Another area of support, and this is in no particular order, this is just all over the place as it came to my mind, is mentorship. And I want to be clear, there's levels to mentorship. Like your mentor should have a mentor who has a mentor and so on and so forth. Because at the end of the day, whoever it is that is at that top of their game should be trickling down and disseminating that information to their mentee who's going to disseminate to their mentee. And, and again, and bringing it down and it should eventually come to come down to you if people are doing mentoring and mentorship appropriately in the right way. You should really be benefiting from what that top person is telling the person beneath them. It really should be a domino effect. And, and that really should happen if people really genuinely want to see you win. If they don't, then it won't. So when I think about mentorship, whether it's regards to my career or any business venture I'm going into, we have to come forward with clear goals and set our intentions and be clear about what those intentions are. Because I don't know anybody who is who has a mentor, or and they probably I don't know everyone who has mentors, but the folks that I know, if you if they have a mentor, you know, ment- mentors want you to come through with some type of idea of what you're looking for out of the interaction with them, out of this experience with them. There's nothing more that I can't stand when anyone wants to come to me and ask me to be their mentor. First of all, when people ask me to be their mentor, I'm kind of like. <laughs> what do you see in me? But, you know, that's just me being hard on myself. They obviously see something positive in me, which is why they want to seek me out. But I'm not here just to kiki with you. We're not friends. This is not that. That's not the type of relationship that we have, nor is it the type of relationship that we're trying to build just yet. I'm trying to help you gain new skills. I'm trying to help you venture off into new avenues. I'm trying to help you realize things about yourself that you haven't even seen. And that's going to come from the conversations that you and I have. So you need to really think about what the experience is, is, is like that you want to have. And if you've never have had a mentor, if you've never been, been given that kind of guidance and you don't know what to expect, Google it. Look it up. Or have conversations with your friends. And if none of your friends have ever had mentors... I mean, you're going to have to do some 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 heavy lifting to, f- to figure that out. And the work really is going to start and end with you on it. My advice to you would be, if you're going to come to a mentor, also come with the ideas that you've had that maybe you've already tried out that have failed and talk about what it is about those experiences that you had that have failed. So that your mentor can kind of read through the lines and say, okay, 
you know, maybe it's not a complete failure. Maybe if you tweak this right here and adjust that over there, it could be a success story for you. Your mentorship experience, especially in your 30s, needs to be something that's going to be beneficial to you and something that's not going to waste your time. I don't know any mentor out here who wants to waste their time. So come come forward with a game plan. And as someone who has been mentored and meant has been mentored by someone and likes to mentor others, if you want to know more tips about that, hit me up. There are so many people out here who are resources to us that we just do not utilize. And this is kind of a, a, a read for myself because I do it too. But we need to reach out to those people. If people extend themselves to us, let's not slap the hand away because we feel like we don't need them or we don't want to bother them. Another read for myself. We need to start utilizing those folks who have, who have put themselves out there to say, I am here for you. Whatever it is that you need in any way that I can help, I got you. That is invaluable. And I know that I have squandered opportunities to reach out to folks who can help me. But the amazing thing about the people that I know who are around me is that that's not going to stop them from helping me. Whenever I'm ready, they'll be there for me. I just got to get it together. (laughs) Something that deals with you and only you is your ambition. And sometimes I feel like when we get older... And we have different life experiences, whether it can be starting a new job that's really intense and really time consuming. Maybe you've had a child or children and you're starting a family. Maybe you're trying to start a business. Maybe you're trying to buy a home. Maybe you're trying to do investment properties, whatever it may have you. A lot of those things can kind of get in the way of your ambition. I mean, and so... Some of those things like investment properties and buying things, those those are ambitious things. But that may not be the only thing you want to do. You put so much effort into that that you forget about the other things that you do, the hobbies you have that made you happy, or the other side project, projects that you used, to, you used to work on that you felt you could be successful in. And you kind of lost it because you found an interest in something else. There's nothing wrong. And lighting that flame again for the things that you are most passionate about. I know I mentioned it in the past few episodes of the areas that I felt passionate about that I kind of lost kind of the love for. And and I didn't really have any ambition to be successful in it. And I think that it was, I had the wrong frame of mind and thinking that I was just too old. For some of these things. I really wasn't. I'm not. I'm still not too old. I'm too old to sit here and pretend like I'm too old. That's what I'm too old for. I'm not too old to go out here and go get it. Long, long lasting relationships. And I'm talking about friendships and intimate relationships. We absolutely need people in our corner. I would not be here if people were not in my corner. And I'm not just talking like my friends and my mentor and my family. I'm even talking about the family members of some of my friends have helped me come here and get to this point in my life. And I'm forever grateful for that. And so when I think about friendships and what we need and what I need in in regards to support, we need our friends to be moral compasses for us. 
And, you know, sometimes some of our friends may not be the best um, individuals to tell us right from wrong, but we, we can we can hear them out. And I think that our friends should really be the individuals to keep us in check and let us know when we're kind of falling off center from something. But we have to be willing to receive that information. And if you're off, all you're going to do is look at your friends like haters and enemies when they're trying to just be real with you and show you love and just say, hey, mm, you're not moving. You're looking a little funny over here. Then, then what are you doing? What, why are they your friends? Why are you fucking with them if you're not going to really use them? Because I want my friends to be on my team. And I want to be on my friends' team and support them in any way that I can. And if I feel like whenever I open my mouth that it's only they're only going to feel like I'm judging or or whatever, it doesn't make me feel like, damn, I'm maybe I'm not a valuable player on their team. Nah, all your friends must be. And if you don't have valuable members on your team, you already know what you got to do with them. You need friends to be objective. It's crucial. They have to be able to take their personal opinions and feelings out of things and just give it to you like it is. And that can be very difficult for some people who are very connected to their emotions like I am. Sometimes it's hard for me to be objective. And I recognize that about myself. And I do struggle. And when I'm trying to be objective and I recognize that I'm not, I acknowledge it. Like, I don't know if I can be objective here. I have too much invested. I care too much about you or about this situation to be objective. You may not want to ask me. Um, I'm thinking too, you can't be judgmental. And that goes right along with being objective. So I won't harp on that. In your intimate relationships, it's cute to pillow talk. It's really cute to have a partner who's going to tell you all the nice, kind things that you want to hear. But I don't need that. Not when it comes to needing support. I need someone who's going to challenge me. Someone who's going to keep it real with me and tell me the truth at all times. And that's that on that. Like, I, I love that phrase, that's that on that, because that really is like a finite thing for me. Like, that's it. There's nothing more that needs to be said with it. I need someone who also is going to take part in my life goals. That's all about supporting us, supporting our future, supporting our family. And if you and I can't fall in line together and come into an agreement of what our life goals are, how are we ever going to move forward? How are we ever truly going to support one another if we can't get that part together? And then you want for support too, you want to feel safe with your partner. Your partner wants to be, I want, I feel like a partner should be an individual that you can come to in your rawest state of mind and just express yourself. And that person should be able to make you feel safe and comfortable. But again, still challenge you. Lastly, because it's like I said, I'm not holding y'all too long today. I think about my extended network of support. And this is both an indirect and direct thing for me. And what's so interesting about these past few weeks of promoting and putting out these, these two episodes now, this third one from a podcast is the idea of 
the direct support, which is the ones I'm absolutely asking for. Like I'm head on saying, I want you to post this, to do this and say this and, and get that's direct. And indirectly, it's kind of like once they, my friends or anyone who, who posts for me and once I post, it's kind of like other folks are doing it. I didn't directly ask them, but they saw it. They heard about it. They listened, maybe they like it. And then they decided to move forward and post it right along for me. And I appreciate that. Thank you. But I also realized how difficult that can be for some people of getting an extended network of support. What I also recognized in in talking to a few people as well about gaining support for their endeavors and the things that they're doing, because some folks have been vulnerable with me and have spoken to me about it of just like, yo, I've reached out to people. I've hit people up. I've asked them for support. I've asked them to, to check it out. I've asked them to do this and they just haven't done it. I know that can make you feel so shitty and make you feel like, damn, do the people around me not believe in me? Like, so if the folks I'm, I fuck with don't believe in me, no one else is. If they're not out here pushing me and promoting me and lifting me up, who else will? I can completely understand that feeling and I can completely understand feeling like, damn, I just want some some people to, you know, show me love. I think I have a good product here. I think I have a good message here. And I'm not really getting the support that I really, I really want because I want people to hear what I have to say. I want them to see the things that I'm getting into. And to that, I'd say stay the course. It's difficult starting off from the bottom and starting off with minimal support and sometimes feeling like you have no support. You can't ease up because if you really truly believe in what it is that you're doing, you won't let the fact that you have a minimal amount of support in the beginning prevent you from doing more things in the future. To me, that just means like, are you even confident in yourself? Are you confident in your skills? Are you confident in what you're putting out? So I want to get into some tips real quick. I need you to understand and hear me clearly. Not all support is good support because not everyone you reach out to, to support you, may want to. And I would think like the folks that you hit up to say, you know, could you do, could you X, Y, and do X, Y, and Z for me? Can you push, push this out there? I have a new episode coming out, whatever. Could you X, like sometimes when you ask people to do that and they don't do it, you kind of have to look at the bigger picture. Maybe they got a lot going on in life. Maybe they're a forgetful individual. Do you know them to be a forgetful individual? If so, they might require a few more reminders. Or sometimes people just don't want to support you because maybe they just don't believe or have bought in to what it is that you're doing. And sometimes those people could be your very own friends. It happens. And it's up to us to kind of see that, hear it, feel it, accept it. Because at that point, like, you're not going to change their mind. If they wanted to support you, they would have done it already. 
We got to accept it and then carry the fuck on. All right. This person not showing me love and support. Let me focus on the people who are. Let me reach out to those people who've already followed me. Let me reach out to those people who've already already reposted me and ask them to continue to do so. There's nothing wrong in asking for support and asking for help. And anyone that makes you feel less than for doing so is corny as fuck. Honestly, it's corny. There's no shame in my game. Whenever I feel I need support, trust and believe I'm going to ask for it. I have no problem doing so. And if anybody needs me to support them, don't hesitate to ask me. We cannot focus on the people, especially if you have it in mind, like I want this particular person to show me love and support me and accept me. Don't think that way because that person may never. What you have for them may not be for them. And so therefore, they're not going to support you. It doesn't matter if you supported them through all their endeavors. You liked what they put out. You like what they're producing. So you chose to support. And sometimes you can look back and say like, so I'm going to stop fucking with them. I'm going to stop supporting what they're talking about. I'm going to stop supporting their products. I'm going to stop doing this and that. I'm going to stop whatever. I'm not even going to tell nobody else to listen or I'm not going to tell nobody else to buy it because you're big mad. Because they haven't done the same for you. Recognize that's going to happen. There's going to be people out here who just are not going to give you the same energy that you're putting out. That doesn't mean you got to ease up on the positive energy in what you're putting out there. It's going to come back to you. Karma. It comes back to you. So don't worry about what everybody else is doing. That only breeds jealousy and envy. And sometimes those feelings can lead us and kind of spark something in us to say, all right, let me go out here and go get it. Or sometimes it can, it can cripple us and make us feel like, damn, that's never going to be for me. I'm never going to be able to get there. And with that mentality, you probably won't. I just want you to know that sometimes when people, when you want people to support you too, they may not have a full understanding of what, kind of support it is that you're looking for uh and you can even say like and not maybe if you're if you spoke clearly to them and said here's why i want you to support me maybe they don't know how to explain what it is that you have them supporting so maybe you might need to clarify some things for them define it give them an idea of what you're going to be doing what what your product is why you're pushing it or what you're going to talk about, what your subject matter is. I know my sister asked me, like, so tell me more about your podcast. Like, no, I want a little bit more. Like, what exactly is it that you'll be talking about? And, like, how do you plan? And I saw nothing wrong with that. I just saw that, that she had an interest in learning more about what I'm doing and what I'm going to be talking about so that she is better equipped to discuss it and talk about it with other people. We got to give everybody the tools we need, they that they need to support us in a way that, you know, we feel will be most beneficial for us in our endeavors. So saying all that to say, there's some advice that folks have given you all. I put out a post on Instagram just asking what advice or what's one thing that you would advise someone in their 30s to do. And I'm very thankful because I have 
a list of 10 things. 10 is such a great number. And I was just like, I like even numbers. But I, I have 10 things written down that I want to read out to you all. And I hope you find something that, that resonates with you enough that you'll say, yeah, I'm going to start implementing that in my life. Or maybe you can check it off as something you've already done and find something else to do. Or tell your friend to to enact some of these different things and tips that I'm going to mention to you in their lives. So number one, rest, rest, and more rest. It's okay not to go out all the time. And I was like, yeah, I learned that a long time ago. I chill hard. I don't have to be out here. I don't have to be seen all the time. When I pop out, I pops the fuck out. And that's all I need. But rest is important. And I think somewhere down the line in trying to be successful and trying to accomplish whatever it is we're trying to do, we feel like I'll sleep when I'm dead. And I just feel like that's such an unhealthy mindset and and way of being. Yes, there there are going to be times where you're going to go hard and push yourself to the brink of like exhaustion. It's going to happen, especially if you if you really, really go hard for what you're, what you're, what is it you're trying to do. But you need to understand, there is nothing wrong with taking a break and getting some rest. It's fucking healthy. Self-care. Number two, invest in stocks. This person said they got, in, got into it a little bit late. I know nothing, okay? <laughs> nothing there is about stocks. But I can say maybe you should go to your bank, maybe talk to an investment banker and have a conversation with them and seeing where you can afford to take risks with your money and see what can come back to you on your investment, how you can come up off on your investment and and seek that out. I know now that that's one area, like I said, I have no, no knowledge on, but it's definitely something I've been thinking about and seeing someone say that to me and, and, and lend that as a suge- suggestion just lets me know that I need to become more informed on it. And I am. I'm definitely going to invest in something one day very soon. Number three, invest and practice self-care. Like if you're not actively investing and practicing self-care, what are you doing? Like, how do you relax? How do you recharge yourself? How do you find, I don't know, like a way to find peace in the midst of all the chaos in the world? There's so much shit going on. What do you do to just take a moment to say, you know what? Even in the midst of chaos, even in the midst of so many things are just that that could just make you feel so sad and make you feel like, what's the point? How do you re-energize yourself? What brings you back to life? And if you know what that is, start practicing that a bit more. For me, what made me feel more alive and lively was getting my nails done. And for some people, that's very superficial. But for me, it's an opportunity for me. And, and you know, I, I feel bad sometimes being a little rude with my headphones on. But I put my headphones on. You could do my toes, go to the next chair, get my nails done. And that's two hours of me time. 
for me to think about whatever it is I want to think about, for me to be outside of my apartment, outside of the work environment, not talking to anyone, just me by myself and getting pretty and feeling beautiful. That's my self-care. Sometimes it may even be washing my clothes, cleaning my apartment, walking or washing my dog, whatever it is for you. There's no scale or limit on what you can, what can be deemed as self-care. As long as it makes you feel good, continue to do that. Maybe it's a good skincare routine. Maybe it's investing in, in, a, in a good quality couple of bundles, you know? <laughs> Maybe it's buying a new pair of sneakers that you've been wanting for a really, really long time. Whatever it is, do it. It's for you. Someone else said they have no idea. This is the fourth one. And they're, they're still trying to figure it out. And I thought that was so dope to be so open and so honest to say, like, you asking for advice? I have no idea what I would tell anybody. Because it just goes to show that even in our 30s, we're still kind of like wandering through this stage in our lives. We're still trying to figure out what's for us, what's not, what we should add, what we should remove. And all of that mixed into all the other challenges that we're experiencing, family, career, it's like, it can be overwhelming and you could just feel like I have no idea which direction I'm heading. I have no idea what I'm doing. But what I can say is you're doing something right because you woke up, because you are making something happen for you that you're supporting yourself and supporting those around you and getting it done, even though you feel like you have no idea what you're doing. You have some kind of idea. Because something's getting done. Bills are still getting paid. Food's still going on the table. You still manage to have a smile on your face in the midst of it all. But it's okay to not have everything figured out. And so I love that response. Another one, number five, forget and relearn based on who they are, who they desire to be, I'm sorry, and not who others want them to be. One more time. Forget and relearn based on who they desire to be and not who others want them to be. Major key. Major key. For me, all that sounds like to me is change. Sometimes we have to transform, change up our image, change up who we are, change up how we move, change up who we interact with, change up how we eat. Sometimes we just got to do those things. And it's okay because I can't be and you can't be who everybody else wants you to be. And let me tell you something else. Sometimes people like to remind you of who you are and who you used to be because that's who the fuck they're comfortable with. That's who they're comfortable dealing with. That's who they know. They don't want to have to relearn you because it's, it's too much work for them. And then people going to start saying, you changed, you acting new, you acting funny. You damn right I changed. You damn right I'm acting funny because the bitch you knew back then it's not, the, it's not the, the same bitch that's in front of you right now. I can't be. I've been through too much shit. I've seen too much. I haven't done enough. I need to do more. So I got to change my mentality. I got to change my way of living. And some people aren't okay with that. And like I said before, you already know what to do with people who are like that. Number six is talking about eating healthy and remember to be young. 
I mean, eating healthy is hard, especially when you got fried chicken out here. You still got good greens. My mom makes amazing macaroni and cheese. Like, I don't think I can ever go vegan. That's going to be hard. But eating healthy is the key to life. It's how we maintain a healthy lifestyle. It's how we avoid certain illnesses. And it does help us feel more youthful and young. And the idea of remembering to be young is, is to remember to enjoy each and every moment that we have. I feel like we all know people who have, that we feel have died before their time. And maybe that person has spent so much of their time hustling and working hard that they forgot to live life. And so we can't forget that. Not in our 20s and damn sure not in our 30s. Number seven, do not let fear stop you from accomplishing your goals. That's giving me episode one vibes. Definitely giving me episode one vibes. We cannot let fear stop us from accomplishing our goals. Fear, like I said before, it, it just, it puts an end to so many things that we have yet to even start. So, and we're fearful of things that we don't even know will come to pass if we don't even put it out here. These celebrities out here, these people who are making money, they're not fearful. I mean, I'm sure they're afraid when they're putting it out there, but they still do it anyway. And they see what comes of it. So why can't we act and move the same way? We can't let fear stop us and prevent us from being the best version of ourselves. Number eight. And my dad's home. Turn that light back on. I'm recording. Y'all see this? <laughs> my dad just... <laughs> I'm never recording in my parents' house again. Um, it's all right, dad. Number eight. <laughs> Whatever it is, don't let people, places, and things hold you back. And now my dad wants to come down the steps as I'm recording as well. I, I'm just not going to be able to get this done, y'all. Hi, Dad. What you doing in the basement? I'm recording right now. How you doing? You know, <laughs> I'm just going to keep going. Number eight, whatever it is. Are you about to wash clothes? Can you can you just wait until I'm done? I'm, I'm almost like, can I get five more minutes, please? This is my house. I'm Dad, you embarrassing me in front of people. Please. <laughs> Just give me five minutes. I'm almost done. Please don't make me pause this. Dad, please go upstairs. <gasps> and now he got my... <laughs> Somebody pray for me. Please. And now he whispering because my dog came down. Just leave him. Leave him. Leave him. Just, Dad, just go. Please go upstairs. Y'all pray for me. I'm going to move it on to number eight. Whatever it is. Do not let people, places, and things hold you back. <laughs> Just do it. I'm not letting my dad hold me back. I'm not letting my dog hold me back. I'm letting y'all hear all of this because honestly, I'm, I don't got time to edit it. I'm tired. I'm going on vacation again this weekend, so I ain't got time. But don't let people, places, or things hold you back. You can't. For what? It's right off It's right off of plays of number seven of, of letting fear holding you back from accomplishing your goals. No one or nothing can stop what's meant for you. Only you can do that. Number nine, stop being scared 
and afraid of what people will think. Do what you want. I'm sorry, do what you love and what you want. Very similar to seven and eight, but I wanted to say it anyway. Sometimes repetition is necessary for it to be drilled in our minds. And the last one, life is really short and really was in all caps. So live it. We literally have always, I mean, we hear people saying all the time, I'm living my best life, I'm living my best life. And some of us really aren't. Some of us are are saying it so that we can at least believe it or, or try to get there. But we really are trying to live our best lives. And just know that everything we do now determines what we do, what happens for us tomorrow and the next day. And understanding, and if you if you get it in your mind that life is short, nothing is guaranteed, I promise you, you'll move different. I assure you, you will. I know I am. So now that we are done with these interruptions and the noisy house and all the other stuff that y'all have bared with me on, and I appreciate y'all. And I know y'all going to be laughing at me because my dad is over here. Just He was just acting so crazy. Talking about can I bark. He's a cue. Lord have mercy. The song of the week that I want to talk about real quick is by Toby. And the song is called Growth. And the first few lines of the song go, I call this shit post-traumatic growth. Out of hell. Free to ghost in the shell, I propose a toast. And I love those first two lines for me because I feel like where I'm at right now and everything that I'm doing, it, it, it literally is a stage of post-traumatic growth. I'm growing through trauma. I'm growing past some of the things that I've been through. And towards the end of the song or throughout the song, it's just, he starts to repeat over and over, like I'm bigger and I'm bigger and better now. And that's truly how I feel about my life and myself. I feel bigger. I feel a whole hell of a lot better right now. So again, thank you so much for bearing with me. You can follow me on Instagram at Legally Black, the podcast at They Didn't Tell You Zero. And now more than ever, y'all real ones for real for dealing with that. Thank you. And dad, I know you're listening. We fighting later. Bye. Bye. Oh,